you've ever wondered about why marketing is so complex, you're not alone. As CEO and co-founder of Metagy, David Fairful says, Digital marketing's never been more difficult and never more critical. So we're trying to help any SME marketer grow into becoming a great marketer, execute and grow and increase their sales performance in terms of the way they run their business. Find out how artificial intelligence can help you and your small business become a better marketer in the future by listening to this episode of Forward Thinking. Hey everyone, I'm Darren Lake, the audio content manager here at Medigy. Welcome to Forward Thinking, a podcast by Medigy. In this series, we speak with inspirational business owners, brands, and marketing experts to learn from their experiences on the front line and uncover what it takes to build a world-class business. This is a quick interview from a year ago that I had with David Fairful. David is the CEO and co-founder of Medigy, and Medigy produces this podcast. David started early in the social media and digital marketing space at We Are Social in 2011. Yes, that was right when Instagram was born and hasn't looked back by starting up Medigy in 2015. Ironically, even though we're talking about the past, present, and future in this interview, most everything we spoke of are applicable one year later in the present. It's like our favorite color is evergreen or something. For reference, while this interview by itself is very valuable, please go back to the episode from 2021 titled How Medigy and Elon Musk Are Disrupting the Future of Their Industries. This will help you really understand how important technology is to solving digital marketing and social media's complex problems. A few things you'll learn in this episode. The complexity of digital marketing and how it can be fixed by artificial intelligence. How to pat yourself on the back for small wins. Who Medigy wants to really help. Crystal ball predictions around the future of marketing, technology, and small businesses. David's favorite tech tools for organization, and so much more. Let's get into the convo with David Fairful and me. All right, we have Mr. David Fairful, or Dave F, as you're known around here, because there's another Dave. Absolutely. Let's get into it. So who, who is Dave? Who are you, and what do you do at Metagy? Okay, well, I'm the CEO and co-founder at Medigy, so unfortunately, I, I would say that means I do a bit of everything, right? Because when you're a startup to scale up, you don't really get a clearly defined job within the CEO. It really means tackling everything, trying to do as best you can at everything, but ultimately trying to be across everything, and that's usually pretty demanding. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think everyone listening that has owned a business will understand that. Absolutely. Who does Medigy want to help? Sure. Oh, well, our, our ideal customer is very specific, right? It's it's an SME, um, not necessarily specifically in any country or any vertical. Anybody that's really doing a digital transaction is our ideal customer because really what we're trying to do is help the non-experienced marketer, which is typically any SME marketer, understand how digital marketing works and most importantly, become good at it, right? And it's it's an area which is quite complex and difficult. Digital marketing has never been more difficult and never more critical. So we're trying to help any any SME marketer grow into becoming a great marketer, execute and grow and increase their sales performance in terms of the way they run their business. Yeah, and you know, one thing to kind of piggyback on that is you're good at your business or whatever your skill is, and then you also have to become good at marketing. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's like, how do you do both? You know, or, Sorry, how do you do the second thing, which is marketing and also run your business? And Medigy you know, is solving that and is looking to, to help solve that. Yeah. One sentence to sum up where Medigy is at now. Sure. Okay. Um, I think we're at the point where we've got a good solid product. And so it, it is a complex, deep tech product. So it's probably never done. I would describe it as being 
competent but 1% built, right? And, and I heard this said of Canberra a while ago as well. In fact, you know, if you've got a grand vision for where your product's going to go and you're trying to solve a big problem, it's it's only ever going to be 1% because you keep moving the goalposts in terms of what you're trying to achieve. But we're at the point where we've got a pretty solid product and, and a lot of upside in terms of where we're going. So we're just busy building out to that vision and dream at the moment. So, Yeah, I think that also plays again to, to a lot of SMEs and business owners that they, I guess another way to frame it is every problem they solve, they create two more problems or two yeah. more problems happen. And you're just like, does this ever end? You yeah, know, and yeah. it's, it's this constant nagging, but, um, you know, maybe when you look back, you, you kind of, you, when you climb the mountain, you're only looking up, yep. you're like, it's so much more, so much more, but then you're like, wow, look how much I covered. So yeah, I guess, absolutely. Do, do you ever sit back and pat yourself on the back every, every, every now and then and go, look what we've done. I do. And I think it's a, you know, it's something I can get better at. And we as a business probably need to get better at celebrating the wins, right? Because I think when you start a business, particularly a technology business, you start with everything being broken and you've got no product, no team, no money, and your competitors are global and you're trying to compete with that, right? So, you know, at, at the start, it feels like everything doesn't work and it's insurmountable and you just start chipping away at one challenge after another and try and work our way through that. And I think, you know, the one thing we should be better at doing is is celebrating those wins and we're going to do more of that in the future. And I think that's a big part of, you know, what we try and make part of our culture as a business is celebrating things that we've done really well. And the, some of those are hairy, audacious goals and we just chip away at them and solve them. We should stop and reflect on that. But yeah, maybe not as much as I should. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely <laughs> uh, a problem with the type A personalities of you know business yeah. owners and, and CEOs. Um, you were speaking about celebrating wins more in the future. Let's change gears into the past. What was your reason for creating Metagy? Yeah, that's a really good question, Darren. I think I get asked that a lot because people say, "Oh man, it's a it's a big goal." fixing that issue of helping, you know, small businesses not fail because of marketing, right? And, and so people say, where'd you get the idea? Because it's a, it's a big problem and it's not been solved and others in the market are trying to do it, but where'd it really come from, right? And I suppose it goes back to, I was a partner in We Are Social, which is the largest global social agency. So we were doing solutions for big brands at scale, right? Um, you know, added as eBay, Kia, PayPal, a whole bunch of others. And there was 500 people in We Are Social globally doing really sophisticated global social media solutions. And we looked at it and said, why isn't anybody providing that sort of solution for an SME market? You can't do it at scale affordably for an SME because they can't buy it, but we could use technology to solve that problem. And we had a fantastic proprietary data set, which was the key catalyst for being able to say, do we have enough data to understand why something works? And is technology advanced enough in the space of ML and AI that we could build a robust engine that did that strategy on a scalable, personalized solution? And we thought, yes, the answer is then just, okay, how do we go about physically deploying that? But the inspiration came from solving that massive problem. It's a it's a niche market in, in a sense, because it's a small group of customers in terms of parameter and profile, but there's 200 million SMEs globally by next year. And so it's not a, a simple little problem. It's a global massive scale issue. And could we use technology? The answer is yes. And we're four years into solving that problem. And maybe it's an eight or 10 year journey to really do it really, really well, but well on the way to solving the first part of that, which is great. So what experiences as, you know, managing partners at We Are Social that you brought to to Medigy? Like, was there was there one thing where you're like, okay, this is 
the the thing like you can kind of connect the dots and that was what you brought to Medigy and, and brought it to where it was? Yeah, okay. I think there's a few things that that role really prepared me for more than I knew at the time for doing exactly what we're doing now. So I think at the end of the day, one of the things that, that is advantageous is deep domain expertise, understanding how does social and digital really work. And that moves all the time, but did I fundamentally understand that? And yes, having a, a solid background makes it easier to solve the problem than if I was just a, a technology entrepreneur trying to resolve how do we do this, right? So that's a good starting point. As an organisation, that business grew really quickly. And I think it grew really quickly because it did what it did really well, but had a great set of founders and a great, you know, sort of ethos and capability and, and culture within the business. So again, I'm trying to take elements of that and apply that to the way that we grow and do things here. I know in the Australian business, we sort of went from 10 to 55 people in 18 months. That's pretty reasonable growth for an agency. You go through the whole process of, of adapting and changing and changing your processes and bringing in the right people. But I think out of that, the key message was if you assemble an awesome group of people who are all capable of doing what they're doing and there's the right culture and fit and, and connectivity between those people, you'll exceed some what you'll exceed in, you know, so many ways and achieve some wonderful things, right? And I think I'm doing that with Metagy again. The people that we're bringing in in this current, you know, sort of phase of growth are bringing a whole range of expertise and ideas that we didn't have before. And that's contributing, even extending the people that were here before to do more than they've ever done. So, and do it in a more progressive, interesting way as well. And so the sum of all parts becomes so powerful by putting the right group of people together. I say this in a nice way. There's no egos and no stars in the team. And that, that to me is a huge, you know, contributor to the success of where we're going and what we're doing at the moment. So um, I learnt all those things from being part of that business. So. Yeah, it, so it sounds like, especially with um, what you just said about if you make sure that the people are, you know, you get the best people in the right position, then it will, that sounds similar to first principles thinking, which I don't yeah. know if you're familiar. Yep. And, you know, the, the guy who we've talked about a lot in this podcast, Elon Musk, um, he, he focuses on first principles thinking yeah. versus anecdotal, which is, oh, you know, that person did that. So therefore I can or can't do it. Um, this next question is kind of around that. So with what you know or don't know, the information that you, you have in front of you, what global innovations moving forward in the future uh, or changes do you think will happen with small to medium enterprises? Quite a big, expansive question. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I find this an interesting one off the back of talking about Elon Musk, right? Because he's a particular, you know, I won't call myself a fanboy, but I'm a big admirer in the sense that I think as an entrepreneur, you realize or appreciate that just doing one thing well is hard enough and how he does five or six globally changing businesses at one time is Inter beyond interstellar, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah interstellar, yeah. right. Not even global. Yeah. You know, interstellar changing businesses is beyond me. So you have to admire that. And he's clearly figured out how to leverage his capability. But I think that's a good segue to, I think, you know, at a, at a small business level, it used to be, it used to be you had to be a big business to really have an impact. Um, just because you needed the process and the people and the reach and the brand recognition to be able to get to enough people as customers to have influence and to, to make change. And I think that that is rapidly changing where even a, a small business with an awesome idea and enough capability to be able to deploy can shift and change people's behaviours or consumption or experience on a global scale. So 
the power has shifted from being a large enterprise could dictate the way things work just by sheer mass to a small business with a great idea and a clever person or a small group of people can have significant global impact and, and leverage change for good in, in really you know significant ways, right? And that's empowered through digital capability at the end of the day. That's why I'm sort of passionate about being part of empowering them to deliver their message. And then the ecosystem around that means that size and scale no longer matter because you can reach people how and when they want to be reached in, in a way that's appropriate and logical. So, Yeah, well, well put. Where do you think Metagy will be as a company? Because this is kind of a meta podcast. And it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're talking about the future, how Metagy is trying to help other businesses, small businesses. Metagy is a small business yeah, yep um so it, it's we're speaking about ourselves also uh so where do you think metagy as a small to medium enterprise will be in the next one two five years if you had yeah. a crystal ball have fun yeah okay um well i think we're going through a transition phase at the moment from being a sydney-based business to a global-based business and i say that in the sense that you know our customers are already global they're across sort of 95 countries but our team's been very australian-centric and i say that we're not actually all Aussies, which is great. We're quite global, but we're all based in Sydney. So we have a, a focus or a lens, which is Sydney based. And that's not healthy if you're trying to be a global business and work with global customers. So we've just hired our first person in uh, Singapore, which is great. So we've just appointed a partnerships manager in Singapore. We've had a COO in the US for a while, but literally next week we'll be adding our first person full time on the ground in the US. Awesome. In Denver. So Denver and Singapore on the map and at some point Europe figures in that next year. So we're sort of making that transition. I think I hope that that brings another spectrum of people and thinking and ideas back into our sort of the way that we plan and execute out of Sydney, if that makes sense. So we, we're transitioning to be a global business at the moment. Um, we've always tried to be a product-led business, but I think that the, the new people that are coming to the business are going to accentuate that again. And we're really driving towards that, you know, sort of global leadership in in making change in the category that we work in and that's a again an audacious goal but but something that's within sight in the next 12 months and we'll go from being only english speaking in a context of product to a you know a multi-language solution during the course of next year as well which is really exciting um, and, and ultimately, from my point of view, we want to dominate and lead our market ship, market position in a couple of years' time and have totally transitioned the way, you know, the marketing stack is connected for all SMEs and how empowered they feel in running multiple digital channels based upon not just a budget context, but actually an investment context where a dollar spent here today delivers X dollars in sales over the next 60 or 90 days, and they can execute that with absolute clarity and, and ultimately drive their business really effectively. So that's, that's a significant shift. And then as an organisation, I don't really have a figure around how many people that is, but I'd like to think that we're a truly dynamic organisation that's nimble and agile and capable, full of, you know, people that are empowered to do what they're trying to do and do it really, really well. Um, at a contextual level, we probably will have hopefully got to the point where we maybe have floated the business. So again, everybody is a shareholder and it feels like they're part of that. Uh, and that's a, a big transition for most organisations to go from small scale up to, to a public company as well. And Lots of good things in that, lots of bad things as well, but ultimately, hopefully, a lot of financial reward for everybody involved as well, which would be good. I was going to end it there, but I've actually got one question. You sparked my interest at our all hands, and you said something about 
audio I'm, I'm i'm being selfish with this question sure uh you said something about being an audio platform and i i then you know said and you compare it to spotify i'd also say you know headspace and calm and all that tell me more can you tell me more? yeah okay <laughs> probably i'll put that in context I, I don't think of us as an audio platform what, what i was trying to say was that at the moment we're very visual as a as a tool in terms of the way we help customers so it's all about video and you know traditional published content, which is image-based. So what I expect us to do is to really focus on delivery of audio as a solution to help customers market, right? Because it, it's clearly the emerging environment. You know, we, a couple of years ago, you would have said, look, use video is the right medium because video will outperform a, 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 an image-based piece of content. You know, 3.5, I think the data said 3.5 to 1 in terms of the amount of engagement you'll get. The latest data I've seen suggests that audio is probably five to six times more effective than a still-based image because of the way we consume, right? We can listen to it at night in bed. We can listen to it in the car. We don't even have to physically watch the video. We can just consume by listening, and that gives us so many more you know, moments in our day where we can enjoy it, right? And I think all brands should be using it and we're not even doing it in terms of a solution at the moment. So I see us investing heavily in being on channels in terms of providing ad solutions and, and simple execution solutions for our customers so they can reach customers through Spotify and platforms like that, right? So podcasting is is the tip of the iceberg. It should be about the micro moments and not just ads, but really talking to customers how and when they want to be connected with an audio to me is the killer killer growth medium, right? Oh well you are you are speaking a beautiful language right now. Uh that, that sounds really cool and that's something I've I've always this is this is uh, candid everyone. <laughs> this is something I've always wanted to be involved with a company that had a, a vision for a future with audio and um now I have the opportunity so I'm looking forward to to working with you. Well, that's why you're here to help <laughs> us do that, right? I can't claim credit cuz Brendan really gave me the context for audio and I didn't really get it at the time, but part of you being involved is to help us start to walk our Okay, talk, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, that's kind of the main part of the podcast. That's the end, yep. uh, typically. But I like to spice it up a bit um, with the way I do podcasts. And we'll do just a quick four, like, fast questions type thing okay. to get to know you a bit more on a personal level. So let's get into it. Favorite tool or suite for general productivity and organization? Definitely not Microsoft <laughs> Office. <laughs> so... Um, I'm a big fan of Apple, so, you know, most Apple products I love, but, you know, you can't, from a business perspective, beat Google, I think, yeah. just because it's fully integrated and easy and, and accessible everywhere, right? So, yeah. The beauty of Metigy is that we are mostly agnostic, uh, so we are not getting paid by any of these people that you that totally. we recommend uh, the software. Um, <laughs> would be nice, but uh, <laughs> that, that is a real answer. Least favorite social media marketing or digital marketing trend that you wish would end, if there is one? Oh, there's quite a few, right? So I, I don't like the concept that we keep, that the experts in the industry keep pitching the new platform for the sake of it, right? Because it's giving them something to talk about. There's nothing that says to me that you need to keep transitioning from platform to platform. You should be where your audience is, talking to them the way that they want to be talked to, right? So do, do you need to be on a new environment like Clubhouse? 
The answer is yes, if your customers are there and you're, you're ready as a business to do it in an audio format, right? But just for the sake of it, it makes no sense to me, right? So I hate the trend of you've got to move on to the next environment. That's not to say that I don't think Clubhouse is huge and it, it will be right, but not for all brands, right? Or it's not mature enough for all brands yet, for example. Do you need to be on TikTok? Absolutely, if you're trying to reach the right, you know, teen audience or you've got interactive content that makes sense for that, right? But otherwise, no. Why would you leave a well-established environment like Facebook. So I'm not a fan of that. Um, that's probably my my killer grudge, I think, if anything, because experts create, you know, FOMO for, for inexperienced marketers and, and lots of pressure and hassles to go off and do something you're not comfortable with. Um, that's probably the main one that jumps out for me. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And it's one of those things, just focus and uh, yeah, just let it let it mature, especially Clubhouse. Me being an audio person, yeah, the Clubhouse buzz is just everywhere. I jumped in early. I got an invite early, and I literally went in and said, okay. It's yeah. kind of like going into a building and be like, what? That's it? Yeah. You know, like, and it was a whole lot of marketers marketing to marketers about marketing, and I went, oh, God, here we go. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So if you're in marketing, <laughs> yeah, great. But yeah. yeah, not for the sake of it, right? It's the same as, as anything, right? Why? Leave something where you're already connected with customers and you're doing it really well for the sake of a new environment where you've got to invest and start again before it's ready for it, right? Yep. All right, last one. If you had a crystal ball, have fun with this one. Where do you see the digital and social media marketing industry going in the next three to five years? Okay. Wow. I All my agency friends will hate this, but I, I sort of see technology empowering most brands to do what they need to do well themselves, right? There'll still be a need for creative because great creative is never replaceable, right? I think even in the context of what we're doing, using AI and machine learning to do what we're doing for customers is is really about providing them with the insight to take action, but it will never replace great creativity. So even in that agency model where we provide somewhat overpriced services in some cases, there'll still be a value for creativity, but the functional process stuff technology is going to make really easy for nearly any brand to do it themselves, right? Because in, in many cases, the application of handling the assessment and you know interpretation of data is de better done by a machine than a human anyway, right? And there's a whole part of the industry around programmatic you know, marketing, which to me is contextually irrelevant when at the end of the day, consumers don't behave the way they used to and they don't need to. They behave individually. Programmatic doesn't allow for that. There's a lot of opportunity for, for brands to really get context and do that better themselves and technology will empower them to do that. And again, you know, there's been custodians in the industry that have held that power that the technology is freeing up and making available to every and everyone and all, right? Uh, and more accessible and cheaper to execute, right? So technology is shifting the way that that entire industry is going to work and engage. And, and fundamentally, the power is shifting to brands to do it themselves rather than rely on third parties. So, Technology, the great equalizer of yeah, the world. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, that's all. Thank you so much, David, for your time. And I mean, I'm working with you here. Uh, yeah, so yeah. all the best of energy to both of us. And I uh, hope you have a good day. Yeah. Thank you, Darren. That's great. From Medigy, you've just listened to Forward Thinking. Again, I'm Darren, and Medigy hopes we helped you find more insights and tips into your business. To find out more about Medigy and get a listener-exclusive three-month free trial, visit us at medigy.com forward slash podcast. 
And while you're there, go and check out some more episodes. If you like what you heard, please share a link to another business owner or marketer who you think could get something from this. Also, to help us out, it would be great if you left a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Last, never miss another episode by following or subscribing to us on your favorite podcast player. See you on the next episode.